You're listening to The Growth Show. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the DIY design episode of The Growth Show. I'm Nathaniel Eberly, Director of PR and Brand at HubSpot, and today I'm thrilled to be joined by Cliff Obrick, the co-founder of Canva, and Canva's head of growth, Andre Pennington. And just a note that this episode has some explicit language in it, so if you need to put in headphones or put some on the kids, please do so now. Welcome to The Growth Show, Cliff and Andre. Glad you could join us today. So you guys say, and these are your words, you're empowering the world to design. Why do we need that power? And, and why is design at the heart of so many businesses and personal brands now? What are you guys really going after? Yeah, as, as the web and the world becoming an increasingly visual place, there's, people have two options. Um, they've got the existing tools, which is kind of the Microsoft Office suite and the Adobe suite, and they're kind of at polar opposites. Um, and then in the middle, there's this huge gap. So like, for example, Microsoft Office is pretty easy to use. You can create stuff, but generally the output is pretty shitty. Um, on the other side, you've got the Adobe suite, which is amazing and super powerful. However, and, and the output's amazing, but um, it's really difficult to learn and quite expensive. So there's this whole sort of chasm in the middle where it's sort of no man's land. There's no great tools that enable like the regular person to create beautiful graphic content. And yet, like I said, as the world becomes increasingly visual, graphic content uh, is really important. And as you guys know at HubSpot, sort of, if you do a social post, if you include a visual, it's got like 50% more engagement than a, a post without any visual. Excellent. You guys are showing amazing growth, um, you know, truly impressive stuff. What specific growth tactics have you employed to, to really get to where you are now? Yeah, so we've got a core belief that under all the growth tactics we employ, our, core pro uh, our base product is our biggest growth sort of generator. Um, and we believe you can do all the sort of work on SEO and like growth hacks, um, but without that core product being amazing and really delighting users, we really don't believe it's, uh, it's sustainable. So we've got over 15,000 blog posts written about Canva and over 10,000 YouTube clips um, on how to use Canva, all generated by a community that, that we haven't sort of commissioned. So building a core product and having our core product as, uh, and our users as evangelists, um, I think is, is the number one growth driver of Canva and definitely accounts for over 50% of our organic growth to date. Um, on top of that, we, use some other, we do some other things. So we don't, we don't pay for any sort of paid acquisition uh, right now. Uh, and organic SEO is pretty big for us as well. So that's been pretty successful over the last kind of 12 months. Um, but yeah, like I said, Building a core product that users love and, and a product that people get a lot of value out of is, is I believe, the, the number one growth driver for Canva. And especially when we launched as well, we were very adamant around not launching a shitty MVP. Like three years ago when we were starting the company, the Lean Startup was uh, a, a topic that was very sort of hot and everyone was kind of like, yeah, just launch something, get it out, iterate, iterate, iterate. And we are kind of like, no, we're not doing that. We're going to launch a product that is awesome and that people like. And yeah, it was way, way shittier than what we have now, but it was something usable and it was something that did delight users. And it was that first sort of tranche of 
users that we got from our TechCrunch article, it was by delighting those users and those users telling others that kind of seeded our growth. And at the very start, we also invested a bit in sort of blogger love. So we, we worked with the bloggers and we, we spoke to them and we said, like, how can we make this product better for you? And we continued. We did iterate, but it was, uh, yeah, it was definitely a collaborative effort with our sort of power users and our target market. Um, and yeah, so core product and uh, user delight is, I think, at the key to user growth. <laughs> awesome. Well, I mean, the, the product is, is so unshitty that, that even Hollywood has taken notice. And then as far as I know, they, they haven't optioned your story yet, but they've certainly invested in you. We've, we've learned that Owen Wilson and Woody Harrelson got in on your Series A. How'd you get them aboard? Uh, we want some stories. Did you visit Woody out on the beach in Hawaii? I mean, was McConaughey there too? Give us some of the dirt. <laughs> yeah, so I did. I actually met Woody in Hawaii, which is really crazy, uh, on Maui. Um, so he, uh, we've got a mutual friend. There's a, there's a guy that used to work for, for Microsoft, and now he just chills out in Hawaii. And I don't know what he does for, like, a job. <laughs> but he definitely doesn't work too hard. Um, but, yeah, he introduced us to Woody, and we hit it off, and then... Um, he heard we were doing a raise. This is my friend. And he's like, oh, man, I want in. Like, I want to invest in your company. You, you guys are doing awesome stuff. And he's like, I also want to bring in, like, Woody and Owen Wilson as well. And I'm like, oh, hell yeah, man. <laughs> and so it was, pretty, it was a pretty funny story. So we, like, so I met Woody in Hawaii. Like, we, 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 like, we weren't best buddies. And I think it was just, like, a conversation at, like, an event. Um, but we had a Skype meeting with Woody. And Woody's like, firstly, dude, this is my poor American accent. It was like, firstly, man, I have to admit, I'm not very technical. So dumb it down for me. And like, and I was like, all right. So, so we, we gave him the pitch and we kind of like, we, we did dumb it down. But Woody Harrelson was like the sharpest dude. And like, he was super sharp. He started asking all these like really amazing pointed questions. We are like, we didn't have to dumb this down at, at all. You're like smarter than half of like, and not half of our investors, I don't want to say that, but like, it was like well, a lot of the investors we've talked to. He had better questions than a lot of the investors we've talked to that didn't invest. Um, so yeah, we just dumped it all down. He like he is a strategic thinker, man. And uh, yeah, he's like, man, I really love what you're doing. Blah blah blah. And uh, and yeah, he dumped some money in, which was cool. <laughs> Excellent. So guys, you've experienced tremendous success so far. But was there ever a time that you thought that just Canva? couldn't go any further and what'd you do to turn things around uh in the early days we used to sweat the growth stuff a lot like in the first six months we're kind of like oh we've only grown like or we're not growing much this week or because you read all i mean like when you first get started you read all the tech blogs and you get really caught up in like you need to be hitting 10 percent month on month growth and we were kind of hitting like two or three percent growth and we're like holy shit what are we doing wrong this is like this is a non-starter um but after that initial sort of period it just hit a point where it just started growing and yeah we haven't worried about it too much to date like we hired andre who's, who's here with me and he's the most amazing sort of growth marketer i know um and 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 sort of a combination of his efforts and just like the product of just we're getting like 
30 to 40,000 new users every day, like registered users now, which is pretty phenomenal. Um, on weekdays, sorry, on weekends it slumps a bit because we're primarily a work product. But um, yeah, the growth, the growth's very amazing. So since the early days, we haven't, we haven't really sweated it too much. Andre, do you sweat about the growth much? Well, it's my job to sweat about it. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I looked at it every day. We've got pretty aggressive goals. Um, but yeah, it's been um, at the start of the year, we were at 1.2 million users, and today at 7 million, so I guess up on track to 7 million. Um, so it's been pretty great. So let's let's go into your uh, into how you guys structure your team. I mean, with that explosive growth, and maybe this is for for Andre. How is your team structured for growth? How have you guys approached that? Yeah. So um, so we basically grow recently two people, um, but um, the whole team like there's about a third of the companies involved in something about growth. So either in communications and PR or partnerships or, um, you know, launching new stuff um, as all of them are involved in, I guess, contributes to growth. Um, currently, it's only me and Anna. Anna heads up um, the blog um, and Tom helps her basically keep the blog updated. Um, and then I will look at all the data and stuff like that. Um, next year, though, we have had a data scientist who will come in to help us um, potentially growing that team more around uh, a growth process. Um, yeah. Yeah, so right now, Andre's, Andre's like the, the master strategist behind everything, and um, a lot of his ideas propagate out to the engineering team. So right now, we're, we've actually, Andre's been sharing a lot of articles and we're reading a lot about the different structures of growth teams and there's sort of the the growth team structure versus the sort of distributed structure. Growth team structure is sort of when you have engineers as part of the growth team. Um, because our product's pretty complex and broad, our, essentially our CTO lead engineer is like, fuck this, you're not just getting some like dodgy growth hacker in to start shitting on our code. Um, so all, all core... Uh, growth initiatives that actually have to be done by our core engineering team because growth, I mean, changing the color of a button and stuff is trivial and that, that's not the sort of growth stuff we focus on. We more focus on like core growth stuff, like how do we make the product better, how do we make onboarding better to delight a user and by delighting that user, they'll stick around more. So um, in regard to team structure, there is a small growth team, but the ideas that come out of that small growth team propagate out to the rest of the, the broader team. Well, how do you find the right people to join your team at, at the pace that you guys are, are setting here for, at Canva? I mean, what, what hiring tips do you have to share with folks who are, who are listening who need to staff their own high growth companies? What should they be thinking about, you know, from lessons learned or, or things you're seeing really working, really clicking? Yeah, so I've got a strong belief that an empty seat is better than hiring the wrong person. So um, we hire very slowly, even though we're growing pretty quick and we've got now sort of 40 people in Australia, um, which is our sort of core product office. Um, we hire super slow and we give everyone a tangible challenge. Like, a, a, like so for engineers, for example, it's a coding challenge. 
for uh, was that we recently just hired a data scientist on the growth team, and we literally got her to to take a bunch of data and build a dashboard out of that data and represent that data in a in a way that's usable. So we're we're strong believers in. If you're hiring someone, give them a challenge that actually tests what they'll be doing on a day-to-day basis in that role. Um, then there's the obvious like cultural fit stuff and kind of um, yeah, all the other stuff that goes along with it. But definitely like a, a challenge that like gets them to sort of show their stuff uh, is, is our kind of core piece that uh, we make hiring decisions around. Here at HubSpot, we obviously we love. Canva, we talk about it a, a lot here as we uh, are thinking about our, our design needs. Um, evangelism's really big. Um, and I'm curious to know about Guy Kawasaki's role and, and how his evangelism has helped the Canva brand grow. Yeah, Guy has been absolutely amazing. Um, and he has been huge at like helping us drive growth, helping us drive awareness. And, and like I said, like really allowed us to punch above our weight level and be taken more seriously than we probably were. We were like probably 10 people as a company um, when we first started and, and yeah, and when we got, sorry, when we got Guy on board and um, yeah, he really helped us sort of progress. Are you enjoying this episode of The Growth Show? You might enjoy listening to some of our past episodes that feature smart folks like BuzzFeed founder Jonah Peretti and Warby Parker co-founder Neil Blumenthal. Now back to Cliff and Andre to chat about copying ideas, work-life balance, and Matthew McConaughey. As you acquire more users, I think this is the old adage, you know, it's so tempting to, to, to start adding in a bunch of features, employing a bunch of new growth tactics. I'm curious about the flip side. What are you purposefully not doing right now to grow your company and why? Well, so, so, uh, very, so we're very um, intentional in the changes that we make. So if, if say we look at the data and we see, oh, there's a drop off here, you know, why that is. So then we go out to exactly those people who drop off and, and basically ask them, you know, why did you not do this? Um, you know, was there any problem? And they would come back. We would get literally three or 4,000 replies. Um, and we have um, part of the growth team. We would have uh, a bunch of people who go through all these replies and reply to them dig deeper. Um, categorize all their responses to basically say, oh, this is infrastructure issues, you know, Canva might be slow at that time that they were using it, um, or it might be a missing feature and stuff like that, unless there is, um, so unless there is, um, there is core numbers behind it, um, we probably, we wouldn't make, um, you know, growth hack tactics and stuff like that to like, just based on my ideas and with no evidence that it is important to use this. Yeah, and, and to build on what Andre said, like we are very intentional around everything we do and, and in the early days and I think probably uh, founders that are just getting started and, and certainly we're guilty of this is we call it like chasing shiny things um, and, and as a founder of a company, you get and especially a fast growing company, 
opportunities just come like flying into your inbox every single day and it's and these opportunities can sound like huge opportunities so let's call it like one of the 10 biggest sites in the world say hey i want to integrate in this way or do this or do that let's talk about a partnership blah 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 like a couple of years ago we're like we spent like a lot of our time just chasing like not chasing partnerships really like the partnerships sort of came into our inbox but then like going through the logistics of these partnerships with these big websites and ultimately they don't pay off. It's bullshit. Like we, we wasted like our time, we wasted engineers time, um, working on things that just weren't core to our users and weren't delivering value to our users. So recently we've just kind of been like, screw that. All we're worried about is delivering the core features and, and making our product better for our core users. Um, and since we've sort of had that focus, it's uh, yeah, it's been refreshing, and I think I think we're progressing better as a company rather than sort of like yeah, chasing those shiny things. So being a co-founder and and head of growth for a fast-growing company doesn't scream to me work-life balance, right? How, how have you guys dealt with running a company and mm, living life? That's a good question. So I'll go. I'll go first. Um, so, so my girlfriend and business partner is is Melanie, who's the CEO of the company, um, and she's obviously a co-founder as well. Um, so we 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 talk shop a lot, I guess, um, as a couple, uh, and we go for like generally a lot of long walks and, and talk about the business. So we enjoy it. It's like a challenge. Like we think life's about challenges and. It's, it's good for us because we're together and if we had a relationship outside of work, it would probably be a bit strained because we do work quite a bit. Um, but Andre's just had a baby, so he's, got, he's probably got a different, different view of me. So he's, yeah, so, he's uh, sleep deprived. <laughs> um, I wake up really, really early um, and that's when my, I'm most productive. There's no emails, no one's calling me and tapping me on my shoulder and stuff like that. So stuff gets done. Um, so an idea, I wake up at about 4 a.m. Um, every day. Um, and I go over to bed at 8 p.m. <laughs> um, and that's when my kids also go to bed, right? So, you know, I time it that way. Um, but when I wake up, they're not awake. No one's awake. Um, so... Yeah, that's how I manage. So um, everyone gets tucked in at eight and <laughs> calls it a day. As I concluding, but I wake up. Yeah, but I wake up early. So. Well, how was your wife going to bed? Life hacking with Andre Pantone. Because the baby needs to go to bed at eight. So, um, yeah. <laughs> Andre's a very productive person. Yeah, we get emails at crazy times in the morning from Andre. I'm, I'm at the opposite end of the spectrum. Well, we stay up late, and uh, yeah. Who inspires you? aspirational companies out there, other visionaries? It's pretty cliche, but Steve Jobs is, a, is an obvious inspiration. I really like the way he kind of, and he reminds me a lot of Mel um, in regards to, she has a product vision and she's just determined to achieve that vision and very uncompromising in achieving that vision. Um, who else? Who, who, who inspires you, Andre? Uh, well, I... I read a lot of books and biographies, um, no one specifically, um, like, it's my idol and stuff, but yeah, I take inspiration just about everywhere, um, read a lot of blogs of like, really huge growth companies, people like HubSpot, see how you guys approach growth process and stuff like that, so 
Um, I like to say that I don't have any original ideas. What I do is I copy the best people in the world and improve on what they do. Um, so, so yeah, that's my concept. Yeah, and a good example of that is the, the pre-launcher campaign that we copied from, what is it, Harry's? Yeah. So there's like Harry's hair products or whatever, like a men's hair product. And, and Andre, they had like a growth campaign where you, if you shared the, about Harry's, about Harry's pre-launch that you got like free product, blah, blah, blah. Um, and they got like 100,000 signups. Like Andre, like we, 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 we pretty much copied it. Um, there's like a WordPress plugin for it that we, we used. Um, and we got over 200,000 signups and, and shares and whatnot. So it was around the Canva for work launch. So yeah, Andre definitely, when he, when he does copies on it, uh, he copies it with swagger and uh, often improves on it. Uh, oh, another person I find really inspirational Winston Churchill. That dude is a fucking legend. <laughs> like, seriously, that guy, when, like, wherever he went, wherever he went, he demanded, like, a, in the morning, he needed, like, his bar stocked with gin and tonics. At lunchtime, he moved on to, like, kind of, I don't know, whiskey sours, let's call it. And in the evening, he started drinking, like, like single malt scotch. And, like, this was his, like, demand for life. And in the afternoon, he had, like, a massive nap. And this guy essentially like saved the world, like in World War Two and so. He was like he, that guy. Like watch and read biographies on Winston Churchill, and you'll be impressed. Okay, so I'm making a list here. We've got gin and tonics for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, but we're in bed by eight, and we've taken a nap in the afternoon as well. Life hacking with the guys over at Canva, <laughs> courtesy of Winston Churchill. <laughs> Guys, I think that's it. We're gonna we're we're gonna wrap up. We appreciate your time as you get underway uh, on uh, this wonderful morning in in Sydney as we wrap up the night here on the east coast of, of the U.S. Um, just wanted to uh, thank you both for for joining us. Look forward to to watching Canva as as you guys continue your your growth and um, and thanks for sharing your thoughts with us today. Yeah, thanks very much. We enjoyed it. Thank All you. right. If you're currently listening to us in iTunes, you can subscribe to our podcast so The Growth Show comes to you each week. If you aren't, head on over to hubspot.com slash podcast to be notified of upcoming episodes.